Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey there, folks. Greg Shepard here, Higher Ed Retire Podcast. I am your humble host, and I do appreciate you all taking time out of your busy day to listen to this silly little podcast I've been doing for quite some time. The goal of this podcast is to educate and arm those in higher education with as much information as possible to make educated decisions around that oftentimes confusing higher ed retirement plan. Now, in this episode, I'm going to talk about two different things. One, I'm not sure which one I'm going to lead off with first, but one is how to take advantage of a certain contract. Well, let me back up a little bit. How to take advantage of high rates in TI traditional and a certain contract within your higher ed uh, retirement plan. And the other one is I'm going to share, again, let me preface this a little bit. Every time, anytime, I come across situations or scenarios that I think would be advantageous to the masses out there for those in higher education, I'm going to share it with you. And so this little little situation adheres to that, okay? So I think there's a lot of folks out there in the same spot as these folks. Actually, I'm going to lead off with this. So I ran across three people in the last, oh gosh, maybe a couple weeks, no, about a month, three folks in the last month, separate individuals with the same, um, not issue, but same thought process. Let's go with that. They, uh, same assumptions, Okay, same assumption. Now, that assumption is that they, now one thing they had in common is that they they all had TIAA as their vendor with their higher ed institution. They were under the assumption that upon their retirement, which all of them, it, it was within, oh, less than a year, that they would leave their money with TIAA. Okay, now one person actually thought that they had to. Okay, but the other two, I guess the other, all three of them, assumed they would leave their money with TIA and would use whatever TIA afforded to them in terms of strategies like lifetime income annuity option or a rollover IRA at TIA or interest-only option, whatever the case is, they were basically, I wouldn't say stuck, but they just, again, assumed they would leave their money with TIA. Folks, let me be clear, okay? Let me be clear. And this goes for any vendor, any vendor out there, not just TIA, within your higher ed retirement plan. Once you separate service, not just retirement, once you separate service, and of course for retirement as well, that money's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. TIA doesn't own it. Fidelity doesn't own it. Whatever vendor you're utilizing within your higher ed retirement plan, they don't own it. You do. So what I'm getting at is, sure, go ahead and listen to what they have to say. But again, don't assume just because we'll use TIA here, You've been with them for 40 years, which is very common with folks going through their career in higher education. Don't, don't, don't just assume that they're the best place for you upon retirement. Folks, this is a big decision, okay? And you have the ability, the freedom to kind of what I, I guess you can call it shop around. Now, I've been doing this for 22 years now. Gosh, my eyes are rolling. 22 years. From my perspective, my, uh, my experience, my observation is that the most usually the most efficient game plans that I create for clients is a combo of two vendors. Okay, again, we're going to keep with keep with Tia here. We keep what Tia does best. Okay, and that actually varies per person. 
So we keep what TIA does best, and we keep those assets over at TIA, but everything else that doesn't involve that particular strategy at TIA, we transfer it over to, in my case, for my clients over at Charles Schwab, okay? And then the answer to the game plan consists of both vendors accomplishing your retirement goal. Now, I have found this to be, for most people, the most efficient game plan. But, again, I will emphasize and stress the fact that you have options upon separation of service. Hey, folks, I deal with, you know, Fidelity and TIA, of course, are the big boys in the sandbox when it comes to higher ed retirement plans. So um, what I see more times than not is that people have these, we'll call them legacy accounts, old accounts, from employers dating back 20 years ago, and they just kept it with that vendor and just let it ride, so to speak, in whatever investment they had. Is that the best for you? I don't know, but I think you owe it to yourself to at least shop around and see what other options are out there. You are not, again, you are not bound by any contractual agreement to leave your money at any vendor. Okay, folks, this is your money. So make sure you do all your due diligence, do your homework, talk to people. Uh, By all means, contact me. I don't really have a dog in the fight. I'll give you an honest answer as to what I think uh, your situation should entail, not necessarily coming to me or with me as a client. I want to make sure I stress that. Uh, I'm very upfront with people. Uh, There's no gray area, no gray area. It's all black and white with with me. I'll be very upfront with with, with you. So by by all means, feel free to contact me. Um, in that regard, email is usually the best way to get a hold of me, and that is greg at shepherdfinancial.com, G-R-E-G at S-H-E-P-A-R-D financial.com. Okay, I think that's all I had, I think, regarding that situation. Let's transition into something, uh, really the main topic of what I had going on for this episode, and I don't have any formal name to get this topic, but... Uh, what we're trying to do, what I'm trying to get across to you, is how to take advantage of these high interest rates, primarily with TIAA traditional, in one of your contracts. Okay, a lot of you out there will have these RCP contracts, Retirement Choice Plus contracts. Now, it's important, it's imperative to note that I am recording this uh, episode, this podcast episode, October 20th of 2023. reason I say that is these interest rates are evolving, and they might stay the same every month, but there's a decision that the board makes at TIA to change that rate every month. So if you're listening to this podcast in 2025, odds are those rates are going to be totally different than what they are now, which is October of 2023, okay? So this is for current uh, current situations, current information in 2023. Now, let me give you two ways, maybe three off the top of my head, ways of how to take advantage of this contract. And you might be asking yourself, well, how in the world do I know if I have an RCP? Uh, That's a pretty good question. You can find out on the website. If you don't know or can't figure out how to find this information, folks, just shoot me an email, and I'll do my best to help you out. But again, we're talking about the RCP contract, which is very popular amongst higher ed employees across the country. Retirement Choice Plus. Uh, FYI, new deposits, new monies going into TI Traditional within the RCP. Folks, you're getting 6% on that new money. Yes, you heard me correct. 6% basically in perpetuity and 
It's liquid. Okay, make sure everybody heard me on that one. 6% and liquid, TI traditional inside the RCP, which is the Retirement Choice Plus contract. Okay, so how do we take advantage of this? Um, first way, within that RCP contract, you might have, you probably do, uh, money inside bond investments, okay? Every higher ed institution will have a different investment lineup. Nonetheless, you will have some bond choices to choose from, and you very well, quite possibly, will have uh, money in those particular bond funds. Now, again, October 2023, the, bond, the general bond market is not doing very well. Odds are the bond choices that you have aren't doing very well either. That's a general blanket statement. Of course, there's some out there that are doing better than others. But as I speak here today, the aggregate bond index is down 3% year to date. And again, we're in month number 10. So with that being said, uh, you have TI traditional liquid inside an RCP that's getting 6% um, on a calendar basis uh, compared to other bond investments that are probably down for the year. Okay, so... Folks, it's as simple as this. You just take those monies and you transfer it over to the TI traditional inside that RCP, which is liquid, and you're getting 6% on that new contribution going in. Done. And your future contributions, uh, why wouldn't we go towards TI traditional in lieu of those bond investments? Okay, so to recap, if you have an RCP contract, the bond sleeve, the, the fixed income, as they call it, uh, of your portfolio, of your account, and at RCP, I'm not advocating. This is not investment advice. I want to make sure. Don't construe it as such. I want to make sure everybody knows this, this out there. This is not investment advice. Do your due diligence. Does it make sense? Does it fit your uh, investment philosophy to maybe take some or all of those bond choices, those, those dollars in the bond investments, and transfer it over to the TI traditional inside the, inside the RCP contract? Okay? For a lot of folks out there, it's going to make sense. And again, future contributions to TI Traditional for now, as long as those rates are high. Okay, maybe the maybe I'll be singing a different tune here uh, in 12 months. I don't know if I will be, but you get the picture. Okay, again, October of 2023 right now. Second way to take advantage of this RCP contract, TI Traditional paying 6% on new contributions is, just did this yesterday for a client, uh, he had a GSRA contract. Okay, this is where the acronyms get fun. It's a group supplemental retirement account. Okay, keyword being supplemental. This is uh, sorry. This is liquid as well. Now, what I mean by that is that well, let me back up a little bit. Preface that TI Traditional inside a GSRA account is currently getting nothing like dead air on a podcast episode. I have to look this up through my contacts at TIA. Five and three quarters percent. Still pretty good. That's on new money going in. But I like 6% better than five and three quarters. So with that being said, in the GSRA account, you're going to have probably legacy money inside TA Traditional. It ain't getting five or 6%. I'm not guaranteeing that, but odds, high are odds is that they're getting, you know, four, high three, something like that. Since it's liquid, we can actually, well, liquidate those assets and do a contract swap, Okay and put those monies over, over in an RCP, and uh, eventually put that money into a traditional, therefore. On top of that, a more, a more maybe complicated process is if you have an illiquid contract, okay? Illiquid contract over at TIA, you can, you, you can initiate a 10 or seven year TPA 
Okay, and you can actually direct. Now, this gets a little more cumbersome than what I'm about to tell you, but the, the theory is all the same. You, you initiate that TPA, direct those payments. You can do this while you're in service, folks, okay? Direct those payments um, to a liquid account like the RCP, and then invest those monies into the traditional getting the new rate inside that RCP. But that, I tell you what, folks, you're going to need some help doing that, either with Tia or an advisor that really knows what they're doing. Uh, because that the paperwork, it's blah, it's not fun, okay? Uh, but there, right there are three ways you can take advantage of the RCP contract getting 6% on new monies going into DI traditional. Liquid, if I didn't mention that, okay? I keep harping on this. But I've seen this scenario, uh, these portfolios where folks can take advantage of it, but you know the old adage, you don't know what you don't know. Right, and, and folks out there, if you knew this existed, you would have done it yesterday because who wouldn't want to get 6% rather than negative 3, <laughs> okay? I mean, obviously, I say that in jest, but you get the picture, okay? Uh, like I mentioned, if you need help, by all means, contact me. I'll do my best to help you out, give, give you my two cents worth, and contact uh, or contact Tia as well. All right, folks, Greg Shepard here with Higher Ed. Retire telling you all to take control of your retirement today. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey. Please visit www.higheredretire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question. Thanks again. S&A Financial Services is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.